All right, guys, welcome to On The Go Voice Podcast. I am your host, Charles Saviaga, and uh, we are covering a section, uh, it's called Bonds and Ties, so it's basically a replacement of IPC. I think it would be easier to understand what it's about. So basically, it's still about understanding relationships and trying to tackle the dynamics behind it, as well as to conceptualize it. And uh, one of the questions I asked for my audience or my uh, the people that follow me on Instagram was, if they ha- what topics would they like to understand within relationships? And one of the questions I had was, how do you distinguish a toxic or healthy disagreement in relationships? So it's a very interesting question because there are boundaries to understand that. So, and with that being said, I have a guest who will actually join me to uh, converse on this topic. And she is the host of Word by Lolo, and she is also the CEO and founder of Rise Digital Marketing Agency, right? Right, 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 right. And how are you today, Liz? Super excited. This is actually my first time being on a podcast, Charles. I'm like quickly trying to... Seriously? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when you reached out to me, because it's funny, when I first started my podcast... Um, you were the one who I talked to a lot about podcasting uh-huh. and it was just me like being, um, you know, fresh out of like a three year relationship. This was just my form of expression and things like uh-huh. that. Right. So honestly, for me being here today, it's just super, super exciting. And I'm really, really right. happy to be here. I'm glad. I'm Maybe. glad. I've been, I've been wanting to get you on, but like, I thought like, uh, I wanted you in person, but I'm just like, you know what? Like we can Kinda have hard. more podcasts <laughs> in the future. So right. I'm, I'm excited because uh, Liz talks a lot about like real shit when it comes down to relationships, self-esteem, self-identities. And on top of that, she's just an overall creative and very vocal person, which as you guys can see that she was just expressing herself through the podcast, which has now grown to something else. Right. 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 So uh, with that being said, I'm glad uh, that you're on. So with this question, um, I think what I wanted to establish first was being able to, with this question that we have, distinguishing the healthy or um, toxic disagreements is to better understand that first of all, like both of us are not experts. This is a discussion which we're inviting our listeners to get involved with because it is an interesting question. But to also understand what, how do we define healthy and toxic, first of all? So I'm actually curious on your end, how would you define healthy, first of all, on this end when it comes down to relationship? What's a healthy conversation for you? Healthy conversation as far as relationships, boyfriend, Mm -hmm. girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, like I said in the beginning, I was in a three-year relationship, right? Right. Uh, With someone I was very, very much in love with. Still to this day, I have so much um, respect for that person, you know, um, despite the hurt that I did go through. uh, I think that you can't really... um, hate on the person or the experiences, whether they were good or bad. Um, but as far as your question, um, healthy versus toxic for me, the healthy, I don't know if I've experienced that because in, in the experiences, let alone that I've experienced, it has been a lot of toxicity. And Mm. I think when it comes to having a healthy relationship with someone, um, right. you have to communicate. There has to be respect. People mm-hmm. have, uh, the, the other person has to value you not only as a boyfriend or girlfriend, but as a 
you know, a woman or as a man, as a student, as a sister, as a a mother, whatever, et cetera, right? All the roles that you play. Um, And I think that that would define a a healthy relationship is um, establishing a firm foundation with love. Um, I feel like without love, there is no respect. There is no communication. You know, you see all these people um, getting cheated on, going Mm -hmm. through a lot of toxic um, behaviors like, you know, um, miscommunication. Oh, I'm going to ignore you for three days and then I'm going to talk to you when I want to. Uh, like we say in Spanish, cuando se me de la gana, like when I, (laughs) when I feel like it. Right. And, um, that to me is toxic. Toxicity Mm. is childish behavior. It's, not being respectful towards the person, things like that, you know? So it's just my, my little brief explanation of what I think, you know, okay. uh, healthy, ver- healthy versus uh, toxic. Makes sense. And, and I love that. And I think, you know, it's, uh, what you're mentioning when it comes down to toxic, the childish behavior is right. often not, it comes down with the projection of internally without them, which we'll dive into uh, later on, because I think it has to do with why we communicate that way. So right. with that being said, I think you're absolutely right with it comes down to healthy. Healthy is just something that you can accept, something that adds value into your life versus toxic. It's something that takes away mm-hmm. from your life when you start to feel on that edge. But then how do you distinguish when it is actually taking, maybe it's your own sense of emotion from past trauma, or maybe it's because maybe there, it, there, it is passing the boundary, right? So um, one of the things that I also want to establish within this discussion is the types of relationship. I think there's two types of relationship based on what I've taught. It's either platonic relationships or you got the romantic relationships. And on for this end, we will particularly talk and stay within the romantic relationships so between healthy and toxic uh, disagreements. So uh, with that being said, I think when it comes down to healthy conversations, um, the things that I've defined with um, the factors of a healthy conversation is being able to listen, you know, you're seeking to understand, um, you're you're together. And I think that's a point of relationship that you should be together and trying to take this on to, uh, as an individual, trying to become one right. and, and that whole inclusion. Of course. You know? So... I know you kind of mentioned already like uh, some things are like having solidified uh, love foundation. Do you have any other factors that you might consider that's healthy conversations in romantic relationships? There's a, there's a lot actually. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds more like standards if you think about it, right? Like something that you yeah. stand for. I, I think healthy is defined um, by every relationship, right? Because in a way, I think that to some people, uh, a toxic trait, let's say for me, like, uh, I can't be texting you 24 seven cause I got, you know, things to do. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so if that person doesn't understand me, they can take that as a toxic, um, trait as a red flag. Right. Oh, she mm-hmm. doesn't make time for me. Well, it's not that I'm making time for me. It's just, you're not understanding me. Mm-hmm. So I think that actually believe that a a healthy, um, you know, characteristic for somebody in a relationship is understanding, right? Understanding, uh, valuing you as a person, respecting Mm -hmm. you, communicating with you. But if I have to define healthy in one word, like I said at the beginning, love. I love that. Love. And um, with toxic, everything the opposite of love, right? Mm -hmm. Not interested, 
um, just having a good time, not a long time, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And then again, with, you know, relationships, you have to think about the people who are like friends with benefits. Like, what are we, have you DTR to uh, define the relationship? (laughs) All that kind of stuff is so, so real. And for me, I, I think in my opinion, that's very toxic, you Mm. know, uh, coming out of a three-year relationship, you hit this phase where it's like the back and forth, back and Mm. forth. Oh, well, we stop talking after the relationship and then you get back with each other and you you just, you can't define the relationship DTR, mm, right? Because um, it's toxic. It's not for you. It's just not meant to be right. So I think that if I can touch on toxic and healthy, it's just literally the opposite of love, you know, mm. everything that love is not. Yes. And, and I, and I love that, that you mentioned, you know, when it comes down to relationship, uh, the DTR defining the relationships. I think yeah. oftentimes we don't know what level of boundaries we have because we've never defined this. So then we kind of get lost and then we start projecting, hold on a minute. Like how come you like you mentioned, you're not texting back to me, but there's no sense of, uh, there's no reason for someone to actually text back to you because you're still in the talking phase, or at least that's what she right. might consider. So then their sense of, uh, toxic conversation is then redefined in a different way because they don't know where the relationship is at so I think that's key to understanding like when it comes down to it yeah so um and with that being said um I actually want to point out some of the things that I thought that was interesting that I felt that was toxic in the conversation me considering that we've established that we're actually exclusive right of course understanding like not listening oftentimes someone who's only hearing to respond like they might just mm-hmm. you just get in a heated conversation oh for you sure you might just do it just to like you'll hear them but like you do it just to defend yourself and to of be like that and, and you might be dismissive and avoidance like you'll push them away and you'll just like consider um not hearing them out justifying your actions is also one of the things that I felt that was also toxic in my past relationships is for them to find reasons why their their um, ways were wrong to the other partner in the first place. And then now they don't even get to hear why, why the person might feel that way, right? And negative responses. Well, that's one of the few things that I thought that was also you know, um, oftentimes they might just come off very negative and pessimistic versus trying to understand. Again, it comes down to listening mm-hmm. and then lack of presentness, you know, just like something else might be bothering them. Now they're not even communicating where they're at. Maybe something happened in their family or their job or right. now we don't know that, you know. Of course. So, I have something to say, Charles, yeah. about that. Um being manipulative is such mm. a toxic trait. Sometimes, I mean, in my past, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to clarify, when I talk about my past, I don't mean to come from a, I'm actually not coming from a place of bitterness of or course. even hurt anymore. It's coming from a place where my past is a part of me and it's a part mm. of you. It's your choice on how you want to go about that and how you yes. want to carry that particular bag yes. baggage, I guess you yeah, could of course, say. Of course. So I just want to clarify that really quick. But with my past, I feel like every single time um, I would try to express my feelings and mm-hmm. say what I had to say, there was always that, what you said earlier, um, getting defensive. Mm. Uh, and and the, the conversation starts getting heated because uh, you and that person may or may not see eye to eye on a lot of things, or they might not even understand why you're hurting because they've never... Uh, been on the side that you are at, right? Mm -hmm. I would consider myself on the side of, you know, 
being the one most in love, right? I remember okay. writing a, a poem back in high school and describing love as a, you know, splitting up a candy bar. You know, mm. you always want the bigger half, yeah, yeah, right? You always want the bigger half. And I feel like love can oftentimes, love or re- actually not love, relationships can oftentimes be like splitting up a candy bar. You always want the bigger half mm. and um, you want to give, you know, the smaller half to, to the other person. <laughs> I guess I can I can tell you that's kind of how I see toxicity in relationships. So cheesy, I'm sorry, but um, no, no, I just wanted to, wanted to state that out there. You know, maybe no. Actually, that's that's a good it. that's a good metaphor in a way because, like, in a way, love should be both. Uh, it's binary, right? Like, it should be both ways, not yeah. just one way. It's both ways, and understanding <laughs> that we come together to make this. It's like seeing two people combine into one. I guess that's how I see it. And what, like what you said, it, it is true that oftentimes we let our egos get in the way and that's why we want to win. We don't want to feel like we're any less than them. And oftentimes that's why we get triggered because we feel that like we're less significant for them. So that's why we get defensive and we don't want to accept that maybe at their eyes we're wrong. So then like we define this, conversation to be absolutely wrong when it's something even smaller and it's a it's an interesting process you know when it comes down to really so frustrating yeah but at the end of the day it comes down to being able to understand each other you know like i think that's part of relationships right trying to trying to understand their side as well but also trying to understand your own sense of triggers which is something that we were going to actually learn about you know, because like I said, oftentimes um, when we get very like triggered and we start to feel like some feelings come up, um, oftentimes we might consider it as a yellow or red flag. And that's when it becomes quote unquote toxic. So um, with that being said, um, something I want to point out, I, I, when I was like researching this uh, topic, I was like, hmm, what other pointers can I have for someone who studied interpersonal communications, studying relationships? Um, I, some blog by uh, Small Talk Big Results, the thing they mentioned about in an unhealthy relationship, there's this thing called the four horsemen. Right. So basically, these are the kinds of negativity that if allowed to run, then it becomes more lethal to relationships. And so the first one is criticism. Um, feel free to say to to backtrack right. and, you know, um, piggyback right. on if you have something that you want to say. So yeah, first one is criticism. It's basically OK. So I think on this blog, they wanted to define the difference between criticism and complaint. Right. So. Compl- uh, complaint is like addressing a specific action. You might attack someone's, uh, and a criticism is attacking someone's personality or character. And um, an example right. they have is, I'm really, for a, for a complaint, I'm really angry that you didn't do this. And mm-hmm. then a criticism is, why are you so lazy and forgetful? I hate having to do it. Now we're judging these people based on, their, on what they do versus expressing yourself what we got angry at. And that becomes right. that leads down to a path of of unhealthy conversations. I agree. I can totally relate to that, and you can see that in in marriages. Mm-hmm. I've never been married, by the way. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, like I've seen it with people that I know, things like that. They start arguing about not mm-hmm. doing the dishes or laundry. Yeah, yeah. Guys playing too much video games, right? Um, and oftentimes, I feel like when you don't see eye to eye in your main core values when pursuing someone 
you're going to have lots and lots of criticism, mm-hmm. right? That's why to me, um, you know, I actually went on a date, went on a date a few weeks ago, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, going on <laughs> dates and stuff. Um, and, and that's what it's about, right? Um, you know, just, uh, getting to know people, getting to know different sides of people, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously my mentality is in a different, different place right now. I'm just really focused on, on what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but going, going on that date was, was pretty, pretty eye opening because I, I realized I don't want to fix anybody, you mm. know, and that's true, when you, true. you're able to understand that your bad experiences have molded you that and when, when I, when, when I'm talking about this is because criticism kicks in when not not only when it's toxic but when it's not meant to be when you're not someone's person when you don't see yourself with mm-hmm. a person you know with certain characteristics for me a big thing is um establishing um self love you know before anything i i feel like in in a relationship in order for it not to be toxic the number one thing besides love between those two individuals is having that love for yourself Self love. If you have no self love, you don't have anything. You don't got anyone, and nobody's got you. The only person that's got you is yourself. Absolutely. And it sounds very bitterness, right? Like very bit, like no, not at lots all. Lots of bitterness, <laughs> and in a way um, where I can express myself in that way because all I've ever known is to face things emotionally by myself. Mm. So I definitely think with um, meeting people, I've I've realized that. Criticism is a big one, and if I feel like I'm criticizing too much, yeah, I don't want to realize you. you might be something. Do you realize that something is going on on your end? Oftentimes, right? Yeah, and then you're. For me, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to hurt you, and I don't want you to hurt me. So, mm. that's okay, it. that's that's an interesting way to approach it, and I think there's more layers to understanding that. But I think it's also true because I also feel that if I begin to feel like I want to point out their faults too often, then I start to realize I'm not really appreciating for the person they are. Right. Then if I'm not focused on that and then understanding, hey, do I really like that person's way of values? Of course. You know? Then you start to realize, okay, maybe this isn't working out. Like the last person I was kind of talking to, like I realized the values that we had just didn't match, which is totally fine. But don't make it, don't make the person feel at fault because when it comes down to it, sometimes you're just not compatible, you know? And it's <laughs> so. just how you say things, right? True. Uh, then comes a, a, another, um, sorry to interrupt you there, That's but fine. just the, the whole talking stage, I don't understand why people have to ghost people. You know, uh, I, I think it's very, very like, um, <laughs> toxic. I, I, that's like one one of the things that I would consider really, really toxic. And um, if it's happening at the beginning, best believe it will happen during mm. the relationship. If somebody's not giving you reassurance at the beginning, they're not ever going to give you re- give you reassurance moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, I'm sorry to remove this as well. No, no, I, I, I also, the lot, the uh, person I was dating also was Ooh, okay. It's it wasn't a way that she did it intentionally. It was because it was just the way she coped with things, and I understood. Right. But as you right. said, it tends to come back because it becomes a habit. Even if you solidify a sense of foundation of how mm-hmm. you should communicate, it uh, if a person is not willing to meet that standard or or expect I want to say expectation more some uh, foundation that mm-hmm. you come agree to then it probably will keep continue happening and then it'll just lead to you taking away from yourself you know so. I agree 
I agree 100. percent And that comes with their past, their baggage, mm-hmm. their exactly. Hurt, right? So like, like then, yeah, yeah. Sorry, oh, yeah, for I, sure. I no, that. no, you're good. It's like we <laughs> so love you, you, you to actually talk. got you actually have to ask yourself like, hey, am am I ready to to take this person with this type of mm-hmm. uh, baggage that I have, you know? And why are they willing to see past through? It's like having that balance. Like it's knowing if that person's worth it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Worthy for you. Because also at the same time, we can't over accommodate somebody. We also have to understand that nope. on no, our no. end, what, sure, I'm understanding what value can I provide for this person, but also what is this other person also adding to my life, which comes down to self-love, like, you know, then you don't project and become unhappy. You know, so of course. the second thing on this horseman, I think I'll just mention horseman. it real quickly, is contempt. Uh, this is the worst of the horsemen. It includes sarcasm, cynicism, name-calling, eye-rolling, sneering, mockery, and hostile humor. It's very subtle. You can't see it. And oftentimes, you might feel like, hey, did you just attack me in the back of your hand? And then it just leads in the back end. So then that's something now you got to dive deeper into uh, your styles of communication. And then the third one is defensiveness, which was what we were talking about. Um, you're constantly finding ways to blame your partner and not take responsibility for your end. I, I think in my past relationship, I I found myself kind of like that, but I didn't like doing it as I was an accommodator. Um, but I did see it in myself when I was becoming defensive and, you know, I found myself, I found ways to hold myself accountable for it. Right, so, right. Yeah, because I think accountability is, is, is important, you know, to also allow yourself for the other person to understand you. I, I can relate to that with yeah. being defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody actually told me the other day, like I didn't mean it like that. I just you didn't let me finish telling you what I meant, and I was like, "Oh, you know what? I apologize." It's just <laughs> with, with my past, you know, I've kind of just I'm learning how to cope with a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. And like you just said, accountability for your own self. It's like, oh crap, they are not my past. This is mm-hmm. a different person. Learn slow down, listen, it's going to be okay. Yes. And and that's good that you hold yourself accountable and understand, that, oh shit, maybe my perception of them is actually wrong. And that maybe it was just my past kind of haunting me. So then you right. learn as a person that maybe, oh shit, then this person kind of hit a trauma within me that now triggers in a way when certain people say certain things. Right? No, yeah, of course. And I think that that's a big one. I think that they all kind of tie in together. Um, oh, the definitely. whole... Well, obviously all four of them, right? Or five Mm -hmm. of them, but uh, four of them. But when you talk about contempt and defensiveness, that all ties in together. Um, The name calling, I think that's a big one, honestly. Um, In my past, like I said, I've definitely uh, encountered a lot of situations when that person would bring little things up of my own insecurities, right? Uh. And, and those things tend to be very, very hurtful. And it's, it's a huge, huge toxic trait. Mm-hmm. And then the manipulation comes in. Oh, you're just defensive or you're, you just always cry about everything. And I feel like um, when you love someone, you don't do anything to make them feel uncomfortable. True. Right. True. So that's just my on that. Continuously. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I, I, I totally agree. Because I think oftentimes when people use your past as a way to um, frame or judge your actions in, that, in a negative light, and then use Definitely. that when you actually have feelings that come about it to say, hey, you're, you're just oversensitive or you don't think a lot. It's just now the other person's completely dismissing your feeling. And then now it just builds up over time and it becomes absolutely toxic. Now your conversations become toxic, right? So Really toxic, actually. Yeah. And, and you and have then, to be really careful with that because mm, it can damage you. It, it really mm, can. Yeah, because then it, psychologically, you might think to yourself, man, maybe the, this person is right. Maybe I am over chatty. Maybe I am oversensitive. You know what I'm saying? Well, let me share something really quick with you know, everyone everyone who's <laughs> listening. Um, with my podcast, I, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to any episodes. I've um, listened to a few of your episodes. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Me too. I um, I have listened to yours, always watching your stories. And oh, I just want to say, Charles, really quick that I'm, I'm really happy to be here and like recording, <laughs> you know, supporting each other as always. Right. Um, but like I was saying, when I first started my podcast, if you listen to my podcast, Word by Lolo, um, the beginning, my intro is sometimes you just want to be heard with no interruptions. Mm-hmm. And it's like this little typewriter. I love that. Actually, I love that. When I heard I was like, okay. really? Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you why that is. And when you're Thanks. talking about um, toxicity and I'm looking at these, you know, um, points here, defensiveness, stonewalling, um, criticism, contempt, all of that stuff. I remember one night being super, super depressed, hmm. super, super sad. I, I was dealing with depression and anxiety without my boyfriend at the time knowing, without my mom knowing, without my friends knowing. It was a crazy, crazy experience that I had to go through, right? So that one night, I um, I called this person, which was my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. started crying, and, and I told him, hey, you know what, I'm super sad to, I, I feel insecure about X, Y, and Z. Right. And then I, he, he just hung up, wasn't there. Um, and that really hurt me. And I, uh, it all started in my closet. My podcast started in a walking closet at the place that I was living at a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And I remember locking my door. So there was a door to go in my room, a door to go in the bathroom and another door to go into the walking closet. So I locked all of the doors um, so, so, so nobody would come in. I was home alone at the time. And, um, I remember locking everything, got a blanket, was in the dark. I got a little, um, this is really deep. I got a little like, uh, not razor, but those like pocket knives. Oh, wow. And, um, I was, I was suicidal. I was suicidal and I, uh, called the suicide prevention line. And the lady uh, asked me, what are you feeling? What is it that you need? And I told her exactly what I say in my intro. Sometimes I just want to be heard with no interruption. That's so powerful. And so whenever I talk to someone, whenever I'm recording an episode or here, me and you and I, right? Like you're mm. in California, I'm in Utah, um, completely different places, but we're still coming together to impact another person's life with whoever is listening, right? So whoever is listening, if you are in a toxic relationship, I want you to know that there is always a way out. And if you feel like the world is ending, trust me, the world feels like it's ending, but it's not. You grab your heart, you stick it together and life gives you a second chance. It's called tomorrow. And you keep going, you keep going, 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 right? But I just wanted to share that because being heard 
um, is one of the things that you say, which, you know, one, that's why I'm talking about this mm-hmm. um, and get sidetracked about a lot of things. But anyways, <laughs> okay. um, being heard in a relationship is so important. At any time, any hour, any place. Of course, if you're a busy person, hey, you know what? Um, I'll call you later. Give me five minutes, right? But in a relationship, if you're not heard, if you're not being understood, you're not being loved, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, being heard was what I wanted. So what did I do? Obviously, I wasn't the one who ended the relationship, right? Because there's that attachment, that, Mm -hmm. that toxic attachment to somebody that's hurting you emotionally and mentally, right? Again, no disrespect to, to that person, but that this is real shit, you know, right, right, right. And, and real shit that I had to go through and maybe mm-hmm. still dealing with baggage that I'm still That's carrying. It's always going to be there. And um, listening for me, I, I, I've always loved to listen, right? And I, but I've always wanted to be heard. So mm-hmm. if, if the one thing that you don't feel is number one, being loved, number two, not being heard, you are not loved, right? Mm-hmm. One without the other is just nothing, right? You got nothing there. So I encourage you not being heard if you're saying, hey, you know what? I don't like you talking to this person. That that person will come to an understand why what makes you feel this way, right? right? Well, maybe you need to be honest with that person saying to, well, I feel insecure, or hey, I don't like that you play too much video games and you flake on our dates and things like mm-hmm. that, right? This is real stuff that people don't want to talk about because we're all True. we're all living a life of perfection, quote unquote, right? That's only the, the surface. Right. Yeah, of course. It's only the surface when it comes to relationships. I've seen so much fucked up shit. Sorry. That's okay. Everybody asked that. So much, so much fucked up shit in relationships. Um, and it's not even picture perfect. And again, no relationship is perfect. But if you're not feeling valued, I want you to walk away. Walk away because even if it hurts, it will always be worth it at the end. It's true. Right. And there's always going to be somebody who, who listens, but I'm sorry. I just like went off there. No, no, that's good. Um, <laughs> first of all, I just want to share. I just want to uh, thank you and acknowledge the fact that you shared that powerful story from transition into and turning to something, a tool even to encourage others. I, I love that story behind it. And second, you know, totally, you know, when it comes down to that type of um, type of communication, it's just like, it's, it's just going to lead down to, like like we mentioned, uh, we're going to take a little bit of pieces of ourselves every time because we're actually proving the other person to be right about what they right. say about us. And of over course. time, now we're becoming conditioned to think and feel that way. And it's just scarring our own sense of us self-esteem. And then we have to actually re- create a sense of reassurance. So oftentimes, as they're in a relationship, through our conversations, we're actually either creating more reassurance or taking away from it and you can choose right. which one, what you want to be part of you know oh i agree for sure so, last thing i want to point out is the stonewalling okay so this is like uh, when discussions begin with a harsh startup um, where criticism and contempt lead to defensiveness, which leads to more contempt and more defensiveness. And many people tune out. This is the time when you start to avoid and just like completely disregard. And again, it comes down to dismissiveness, you know. So with, with what, what I'm saying, 
what I really want to get into, I think that's more powerful with the conversation because the toxic and um, healthy conversation is always going to be a part of understanding, hey, is this, you know, is this is a healthy conversation to figure out. But I think the more important thing that I also want to point out is the triggers that lead to that. Because oftentimes, um, like we mentioned, a lot of these things that we become defensive and start to display a sense of contempt or criticism or so on is that past history of right. how how we do how other people say or do things affect the way we feel them because in the past we didn't come to terms with it or we didn't completely agree with it you know like for an example like i think this is a really great example for anybody listening uh let's just say there's a girl that i had been dating for a while and they step over the boundaries for me because let's say she follows a bunch of guys and worked with a bunch of them I find that out and I tell her that it's not okay. And then on her, she says, it's a great opportunity to expand her business. And then for me, just so you know, I'm going to be the toxic guy. (laughs) I don't agree. And I tell her to stop. And, but she disagrees that it should be okay. So obviously the disagreement continues. And in reality, I actually experienced a past where my relationships have cheated on me based on the amount of people they talk, which is why oftentimes when um, every person I have or me come like this, come about like this is going right. to seem toxic to me. So then it's up to me to actually really understand myself so that I don't hurt other people and think that they're, um, you know, that whole cycle that just keeps coming up and on and you just pass it on. That's what I'm yeah. trying to stop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so. Yeah. Like, like if you don't work on yourself, you're, it, the problems you had in that past relationship, you're going to bring them to the new one. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, it's your choice, right? I'm not saying you're gonna, but like if you work towards a better you, then obviously that can change. But I totally Mm -hmm. get what you're saying for sure. Yeah. And then when it comes down to baggage, I I think when it comes down to people in relationships or coming into a new one is to not think that just because you have this baggage of history that you're not worthy or maybe some other people can't. Um, understand it or can't be in the same reasoning with you, but help them understand if they're willing to be in it. You know, because I think that's when you allow new relationship to sprout when you become vulnerable to each other. And oftentimes, you know, you were mentioning before, it just wasn't okay for you to express yourself with your past relationships or maybe for anybody out there. And then it becomes harder to actually talk about it, you know? Yeah, I think that when it becomes hard, okay, first of all, if your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever, boo, thing <laughs> whoever whoever you're um involving yourself with and having a relationship with um whether you've dtr or not if you're not being understood especially emotionally and mentally get out mm-hmm. like get out because you're going to you can't you cannot be in a place where you're the only one serving right sure. you need to be served too and there's one thing that um, one of my good friends, she's also one of my trainers, so shout out to Cassidy. Um, she told me a few weeks ago, actually a few weeks ago, like a few months ago, we were having a really deep conversation. And she told me, you need a guy who is better than you. And I was like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm already better. No, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding here. Um and I was like, what? And she's like, no, let me, let me finish expressing what I was going to say. You need a guy that is better than you in a way where he comes and brings something new to the table, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring something to the table, but he needs to lift you up yes. or she needs to lift you up, right? 
Um, because if they're not lifting you up emotionally, mentally, they're not wanting more of you. They're mm-hmm. probably just wanting the physical, the wow. surface. It's true. The person that everybody sees you as, right? Um, things like that. So I just wanted to say that really quick. No, actually, um, two things I wanted to point up on that. We just I had a really interesting conversation with one of my uh, friends about this. First of all, like um, it's the way I see the relationship is like two plants or two cups of tea, two cups, you know, okay. and every time we're developing ourselves, we're filling up this cup. And mm-hmm. every time when we're with somebody, we should be overflowing towards each other and just continuously filling our cups up, not to a point where we're all filling and now we're empty and the other cup is completely filled like that. that it just won't work out that way. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's something I've, I've always um, correlated with because I've had, life coaches kind of uh, teach me that. But the second thing that I mentioned was that my friend was talking about this is that um, I, he posted that a you, uh, it's he's talking to guys mainly, but I think for any person it applies to it too. Is if you're a man, um, you have, you're either, you have two sides of you. You have a fool and a, a king. A queen will be able to see the king in you and Basically, that was the point. So same way with the with ladies, okay. right? If you're a queen, you also have a fool side. If, you, if you're with a guy and she he treats you like a fool, then he doesn't see you as a as a as a queen. Retrospectively, he is not a king himself because he can't see the queen in you. So I just wow, thought, I like that. Yeah, I think it's just really powerful. I thought about it, I was like, oh wow, that's actually really good because in order for these two king and queens to actually be compatible, they have to yeah. be the king and queen with themselves you know so hey that's a good that's a good uh comeback if you're um you know dealing with the f boy or you know <laughs> no. a girl who's not really all there oh yeah. really well you can't treat me like a queen because you ain't a king uh-huh. <laughs> like you no, know like just backfiring at them i like so that i really like but i i think that is completely true yeah i i totally agree with that for sure mm-hmm. well i'm glad that you agree and uh you know i think that was i'm, I'm glad that we actually uh, start off topic from a healthy and toxic conversation to deeper shit. I think this is a conversation that was meant for uh, on the go voice as well. I think for anybody listening in general. So it's going to be Definitely. great in the future. But uh, with that being said, Liz, I kind of want to dive in a little about you. Cool. You know, you kind of talked a little about your powerful journey with Word by Lola. I was actually going to ask about it. Okay. But, um, you know, it seems like you have a very um, I like to see it as a very powerful relationship with yourself, which is why you created it. It's, it's the same way I see it myself with the reason why I started on the little voice, you know, but you've also started, um, you know, rise with DMA, right? Right, what, right, right. What made you decide to get into that? Dang. So, um, man, honestly, w- first things first, let's start with your, your first question, right? The, the podcast, yes. I know I already touched can talk on talk about that too first. If that <laughs> on, feels on the, on the deep, the deeper stuff, I already kind of uh-huh. got out of the way, right? My <laughs> intro and all that kind of, boom, like just, there we go. Right. <laughs> got um, me. I was like, Whoa, I was not ready for this. <laughs> and, and I just wanted to share that because I feel like anybody who's listening could possibly mm-hmm. relate to it. And it yeah. could probably be a spark of, of, you know, of light, a little bit of light in their life to say, yes. wow, that's, that's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. um, personally, like, I thank you so much for, for saying that it seems like I have a really powerful uh, relationship with myself and it's something that wasn't all there. No, it doesn't seem you, I know you do. I can see. Thank you. Crazy. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. It's been, it's been a year and a half with myself. <laughs> no, really. I'm not even being cheesy here, but 
ever since, um, you know, that relationship, it's been a year and a half. And within the year and a half, it's been like a real relationship with mm-hmm. myself, uh, building, falling right. seven times, getting back eight, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of, um, self-growth and, and it's, it's, I'm not perfect. You know, I have a lot of things to work on, but, um, my podcast was my outlet, my saving grace. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Just my saving, my, my, yeah. <laughs> my path to, to greatness, to more opportunities through my podcast. I got to know so many beautiful, amazing people, which are now a big part of my life and people that I now love dearly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's just been a part of me. And, and it was triggered um, because of a, of a breakup, of a heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lolo is actually my, my nickname that my dad gave me when I was little. So if you're my family member, friends, you know, now people who listen to my podcast, Lolo is, is, my, is my nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why my, my dad just called me that, but I guess, you know, it, it's Lolo. And um, with Rise, uh, Rise Digital Marketing Agency, I, ever since high school, I've known what I wanted to do. And that is to major in marketing. Um, I actually started working after a little after high school for a local marketing agency out here mm-hmm. in Utah. Uh, super grateful for them as well, right? But um, I just started doing creative writing. And then um, throughout the year, last year, I was going through my own personal journey. And I knew I had a vision. I knew I wanted more with myself. So I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm currently a, a full-time student, a college student. I was like, well, I need to start working on my shit. Like, I can't just get everything handed out. Like, it's not just about your degree. It's about right. progressing and, and trying to, to reach the next level, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. So I quit my job um, at the marketing agency. I got a nine to five, which I'm still working nine to five. Mm-hmm. And, and I uh, started a, a team. So there's Alberto, my graphic designer, Trini. He's out in California. He's okay. the social media manager and my SEO guy. And salesperson as well is out in Arizona, a guy I actually went to high school with in California. So it's just like wow. I've got a person in Arizona, a person in California, and then Alberto out here in Utah and myself as well, right? So um, it's been a journey. Um, I am not, you know, like the expert of experts. It's all of it's all a big journey, right? But taking the step into into creating a team and and putting my vision out there was a huge, huge um, life-changing decision that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for. And yeah. uh, it, it's been a journey. It, it, yeah. It's not been easy. Oh my God. Trial and error. You know, being an entrepreneur is freaking crazy, but you know, it's I'm getting it. there. You're <laughs> for that because like you're, you, you taking a, a, a step towards what other people won't be willing to, but also right. you just decided to do it. You just like, fuck it. Like I'm going to do it, you know? And yeah, I, I, I applaud you for that, you know? So that's very impressive. And, but you're also, you're, you're, you're just a go-getter, you know, you just, strive for it and I, and I love that um I'm curious like you're you said you have a, you're going to school yeah what by Lolo and you're also working nine to five and then you have your digital marketing agency that's a lot of work how are you it's able a to lot of work balance it out or do you just I have, ooh, I have a lot of planners I actually <laughs> just got this planner today um because my my other two planners are just done with it right I have planners for everything I have a, flo- a phone planner I have a physical planner. I have a whiteboard. Um, no, I'm just joking, but, um, I'm not joking. I actually have all, all those. I have a lot journals. of journals, but it's <laughs> over. Yeah. I see that. I see. That's awesome. I think it's just a part of being like an organized person. Right. Um, 
But no, it's not the planner that helps me keep on top of things, right? It's, it's the passion. It's the drive. Every yeah. single day I have, you know, I've established an unbreakable morning routine where mm. the first few hours of the days I pray about, you know, my day. I'm, wow. I wouldn't say I'm a religious person. I, I just like to say that I have a close relationship with God. Right. Okay. And I mean, obviously I grew up Christian, um, and I go to the Christian church and everything like that, but I like to see myself as me and God, like it's our moment in the morning. And then after mm -hmm. that, I try to like look into a book, um, drop my, um, goals for the day down, get my shit done. And if I have something fun throughout the day, I will plan it. But usually what keeps me going, Charles, is my drive, my passion. Yes. What do I want most? And, um, you know, going a little bit back to the relationship, relationship side of things, you have to love everything in your life the way you would want to be loved, right? And that to me, man, everybody's going to be like, oh, she's a hopeless romantic because I am. And <laughs> I, I like to, <laughs> and it's just, if it's in you, it's in you, right? And I feel like if you don't do it with love, like let's say I did not love my podcast. It was kind of more of a chore Mm -hmm. Or my business, it was like, oh, I don't know why I started this. Um, I feel like if anything, the only thing that is kind of a, you know, baggage, they're like hard to do on my days, my nine to five that I have I right now, which I'm pretty grateful for. I'm not going to lie. Pretty grateful for that. But loving what I do is what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. Same with going to the gym, eating healthy, nice. um, feeling my body, things like that. It's because I love me. I love the things that I'm doing. But if I did not love that, Charles... I would not be doing all the things that I'm doing right now yes. because without love, there's nothing. And I'm talking in all levels of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that, you know, um, I think having that self foundation for yourself definitely helps you to keep up with it. Otherwise you're just being a kind of a strut. So curious to know, what do you, what, what does your plans look like in a couple of years or what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a lot of things, honestly, mm -hmm. obviously getting finished up with my bachelor's degree um, up at Arizona State University. So I'm actually doing their online program. So maybe getting through with that um, and then completely quitting my nine to five and just dedicating myself to to rise and, um, you know, just being able to to be financially independent as an entrepreneur I and as a business owner and um as far as everything else, honestly, I, I guess it's all in the hands of God, really, to, yeah. to see where things, where things go, where things take me. Um, the only thing that I can see myself doing is doing what I love, right? And that doesn't mean that my, my journey can change, my paths can change. It's most definitely inevitable to um, not change the, the way that you've paved, right? Yeah. Because exactly. life is life and life is going to happen. Yeah. But if I can tell you in an honest, like a really honest answer, um, I don't know where I'm going to be. But all I know is that I'm going to be doing what I love. I love that. And I love that you love that you're going to be doing what you love. You love it? Yes, I love it. <laughs> okay, so we're, I, I know we've been here. Wow, it's been longer than I 
faster. Wow, that was a really quick conversation. So we're, we're going to wrap it up. And um, by the way, thank you for joining us here on The Go Voice to share a little about the discussion for Bonds and Ties and small sharing a little about your story. So for anybody listening, um, do you have any words that you might want to add on for anybody listening to this section? No, I just want to thank you so much for having me on your podcast, On The Go Voice. And honestly, I see all the work that you're putting in. And I just want to tell you that you're doing an amazing job. Um, we don't really talk as often. We just, you know, applaud each other on our yeah. on our stories that and stuff like that. Most of my <laughs> work with you, and know. that's and that's what it's about, right? Yeah. To support each other. And I just want to thank you for having me on here. Oh man, I can talk for hours, and it's uh-huh, just, it's been it. such a, an amazing um, opportunity to be on your podcast. And for those of you listening, thank you for listening to me and for um, taking the chance of you know clicking on this episode, hearing me out, hearing Charles out. And um, if there is no love, there is no nothing. So if I can encourage you with relationships, with yourself, with your journey, do everything with love and you will see amazing results. So thank you for listening and thank you for having me. Yes, of course, my pleasure. And preach to that uh, for anybody listening, you know, make sure you do the things that you love. I think that's where most of the authentic things come. So for anybody listening, uh, where can they find you and not just your work, for Rise DMA, but for also for by Lolo. I mean, you know, for anybody tuning in. Oh, definitely appreciate that. So you can follow me on Instagram. That's at classic underscore Hidalgo mm-hmm. um, and at word by Lolo for my podcast. On my bio, you'll see a link. Um, you can find my YouTube, my um, my podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Uh, so basically find my Instagram and on my link and my bio, you can find everything else. Love and it. then obviously at Rise DMA for um, my Rise Digital Marketing Agency. Okay. Now, if you ever need some marketing yes. or anything like that, we yeah. focus more on like local mom and pop shops here okay. locally in you know, California still, as well, right? So Utah, You got a little bit of California, but like Utah mainly. Also, really quick, I was born in Ventura, California, raised in the 805, moved out to Utah when I was a junior in high school. So just really quick shout out to any um, 805 people. Oxnard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm so I'm so I'm actually I connected to you through a friend, uh, Yvette. That's who yes, that's how we met. That's how we met. One so, of my best friends. For she's sure. also from uh, 805 as well. But anyways, I'm gonna, <laughs> recording uh, again for anybody listening. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next month's issue on Bonds and Ties. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again, Lolo. Thank you. This, <laughs> I'm used to calling you Lolo now. <laughs>